and I just want to issue this warning that uh, the conversation for today is of an adult nature. So if you are with your children, perhaps you uh, need to uh, turn the dial or uh, listen without them. We're chatting to gynecologist Dr. Natalie Novikova, and we're looking at uh, a, a, a field that is gaining popularity. And uh, she's on the line just to give us more insights into labiaplasty. Um, if you have any questions, do join us on zero. 11-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. She is the only certified aesthetic gynecologist in South Africa. Um, and she says she's on a mission to empower women to embrace their sexuality and live happier, healthier lives free of unnecessary discomfort. Good afternoon, Natalie. What a pleasure to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Thank you. Ah, so um, let's define what labiaplasty is. What is it? How would you describe uh, what it is? Labioplasty is a surgical procedure mm-hmm. to um, remove excess skin in the small genital lips. Right. And how do you go about doing that? Is it always uh, uh, through surgery? Uh, yes, labioplasty is done through surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... It, done under local anesthetic mainly in uh, my practice Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it's a procedure that takes anything from 40 to 90 minutes oh that's short Uh, yes so what's the difference rather with labiaplasty and vaginoplasty labiaplasty is really directed just to small genital lips, as I said, mm-hmm. labia minora, whereas vaginoplasty is a surgical procedure to tighten vaginal area. Uh, this is for women who complain uh, of uh, vaginal looseness after the childbirth. Mm-hmm. Although, what, are, what are some of the other reasons that uh, women opt for a vaginal cosmetic procedure? There is lots of functional reasons for those procedures mm-hmm. and different reasons for different procedures. For example, with labioplasty, uh, women complain of uh, discomfort during sexual intercourse, the labia get on the way. They may not be able to ride the bike because of pain in discomfort in the labia mm-hmm. or even run and wear tight clothing. Sometimes the labia stick out of swimming wear and that makes them extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, other procedures, for example, vaginal laser procedure, um, women do those procedures for stress in urinary incontinence, so mm-hmm. leaking of urine when they jump or cough or run or for extreme vaginal dryness, mm-hmm. which women develop with age from thinning of vaginal skin. Right, so we'll, we'll explore some of those in detail to find out uh, what it is that you do exactly to address uh, these uh, challenges or some of the reasons that women come to you. It's not something that you hear a lot about. Um, is it so hidden because it's not something that we talk about, that we don't really address our fears, our feelings, uh, our discomfort uh, uh, when it comes to our private areas and even when it comes to sex? 
I think it's not really a dinner topic for conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, women avoid talking about it. They not often talk about it to their friends. Uh, and they're kind of ashamed of their problems. Mm-hmm. And kind, not often can find solutions. So it's something that is really not talked about. Uh, women with, for example, stress, urinary incontinence, um, lead urine for years and years and years before they seek help mm. and just because they're embarrassed about it. Uh, women with vaginal dryness quite often can have intercourse and have broken relationships because of that, mm. but they're also quite ashamed to look for solutions. Yes, yes. So we, we hide it. We keep quiet about it. Uh, because the concern often is that it's just for cosmetic purposes or that this field, uh, vaginoplasty and labiaplasty gets boxed in, uh, to, uh, and it's perceived to be, uh, uh, this push to have women trying to attain unreasonable beauty standards. Uh, some people even go as far as blaming pornography, that uh, it, it, it creates this perception of what women's uh, vaginas are like, and it, it puts undue pressure on women. But you are speaking more, uh, or you, you are uh, making quite a case for the functional reasons why any woman would go for this. I have a lot of clients who come with functional problems. In fact, 90% of women coming to my practice have functional problems to have surgery. And I've just described the problems that they uh, talk about mm-hmm. and suffer with for years and years before they find any kind of solution. Mm-hmm. There's certainly women who may look into the issue for aesthetic reasons, but I must say it is a minority uh, from what I can see practicing. Oh, that's for cosmetic purposes? Yes. The minority that you refer to? Yes. So women who do these procedures for cosmetic, aesthetic purposes Mm -hmm. with no complaints whatsoever and the only issue that they have is actually the look, uh, it's not a majority of women, it's a minority of women. Okay. Sometimes not being happy with the look creates mental issues because they are kind of terribly depressed about the look and you can't really answer their mental health issues Mm-hmm. Um, without looking into actual problem that they have. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's take a break, Natalie. Uh, Natalia, when we come back, uh, we will explore some of the treatments that are available. You uh, touched on them earlier, but we'll go into greater details and, of course, take your calls. My guest is um, gynecologist and private practice, Dr. Natalia Novikova, and she is the only certified aesthetic gynecologist in South Africa. She specializes in labiaplasty and vaginoplasty. What are your questions and comments? 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. 702 Healthy Lifestyle. It's 14 minutes to uh, 3. And in the health and wellness conversation, we're having uh, adult na- a conversation of an adult nature. So you are warned if you are with young children. And we're talking about labiaplasty and vaginoplasty. And joining us is Dr. Natalia Novikova, a gynecologist in private practice, the only certified gynecologist uh, uh, in SA. Uh, with uh, her, she's the only certified uh, aesthetic gynecologist in South 
South Africa. That's correct. Natalia, um, thank you for staying with us. Now, as you said, that for a number of women after childbirth, they might not experience the um, sexual sensations in a way that they were used to. And they would turn to you, of course, for some kind of remedy. So how do you approach that? What are some of the treatments that are uh, available? For women who have loss of sexual sensation after childbirth, one of the options is vaginal laser treatment. Mm -hmm. This treatment basically heats up vaginal skin and destroys very superficial layer cells in the vagina. And the new cells that regenerate have more collagen and improved sensation, improved blood supply and thicker vaginal skin. It's quite a common procedure in America. It's been advertised by Kardashians quite widely. Mm-hmm. And women might have read or heard about it. Yes. So is this the same treatment that is this? Are we talking about the loss of um, uh, laxity, if I can put it that way? Is this how you treat that loss of laxity? So yes, you can treat loss of laxity with laser. You can treat loss of laxity also with the surgery mm-hmm. and making vagina tighter in a surgical way, which is much a bigger procedure than the laser. Ah. And, depend, and one would choose which way to go for a particular patient depending on what issues they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got this uh, SMS and it says, can the doctor confirm if any of these vaginal firming lotions, um, these uh, vaginal herbal tightening creams, whether they work or not? And what about what people say about inserting tea bags, ice or snuff? Uh, do, do these work in tightening the vagina? To my knowledge, no studies have been done on, so, on those um, remedies. Mm-hmm. I cannot confirm uh, that those remedies tighten the vaginal skin or vaginal muscle. I cannot imagine how they would do this. Right. Okay. So what you described earlier, Natalia, is it the same as um, the Femi lift? Yes. Vaginal laser procedure is a Femi lift. One of the vaginal laser machines is called Femi lift. Mm. And it's the most widely advertised one. And therefore, we know of it as a family. I see. So there are those that are non-invasive and there are invasive treatments for the various problems. Yes, family lift is non-invasive treatment. Mm -hmm. And what about the invasive ones? Is this where you literally go in to reduce the size of the labia through, uh, um, uh, as you said, localized uh, anesthetic? Yes, that's a surgical procedure where you use scalpel to cut and you use stitches to stitch. So it's much more invasive and it has a longer downtime. Mm. Uh, Mpo says, what we've been told for many years to do Kegel exercises, do they not work? They do work, absolutely. Not for everyone, though. And the women who do pelvic exercises, kegel exercises, mm-hmm. however, they still have an issue with incontinence or vaginal looseness. Oh, and this is where some of these medical interventions come in. There's another SMS. Can you please ask the doctor about labia fillers? Um, what is used and what is it used for? Labia fillers 
used for aesthetic reasons mm-hmm. to make labia majora, the bigger genital lips, puffier and fuller. And this is for a particular look. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it also provides a little bit more tightness during the intercourse if the labia is fuller. Interestingly, the fillers are also used in the vaginal area for vaginal dryness and for stretch urinary incontinence. So there is actually functional reasons for which we can use fillers. Filler has hyaluronic acid and that's a substance that attracts to water. And this is the way it works. So it makes tissue more moist and fuller. Right. So what is used? Do you use Botox? Uh, Botox is not a filler. Uh, So we use various types of fillers with hyaluronic acid. Botox is quite different. It's used to relax a muscle. Mm. And in my practice, I use Botox for vaginismus, condition where women have pain on penetration during intercourse. And Botox relaxes the vaginal muscles, mm-hmm. taking away that pain. So it's like an amazing solution to their problem. Uh, I see. So this is for vaginismus. Right. So there is a question that came in on that. Would any of these treatments help with painful sex? Uh, but it also needs to be diagnosed, right? Yes, we need to find the reason for painful sex. And certainly many of those treatments work for painful sex. Right. And speaking of that, what about lack of orgasm? What procedure can help in getting them, uh, uh, in, in getting women to uh, be able to orgasm? So the orgasm is quite a complex thing and there's lots of things that have to be in place to have orgasm. And it's mental health and general health mm. and the mood at the time. Um, procedures that I can help with is called OSHOT. And it's an injection of uh, PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Mm-hmm. We get pa- blood from a patient and centrifuge the blood to obtain fluid which is very active um, with the different growth factors and then we inject it in the G-spot or clitoris Mm -hmm. and that enhances orgasm. Wow, so how do you locate it then? How do you locate it to know where to? (laughs) Well, we know know where the clitoris is located, we can see it Mm -hmm. and uh, G-spot is about one, two centimeters up from the opening uh, of a tube that comes out from the bladder, opening of urethra. Ah, that so is in the vagina, <laughs> on the front wall of the vagina. <laughs> right, so it sounds easy, uh, easy enough. So uh, the, the, the vaginal facial, the vampire facial, is that the, yes. the O-shot? Yes, vampire facial for the vagina is O-shot. Um, And what are the impacts that you see, the effects on your patients once these procedures have been successful? A lot of impacts, uh, mainly women who, for example, could not have 
sex because of the vaginal dryness mm-hmm. uh, uh, and could be for various reasons, aging, low estrogen, chemotherapy in women who had cancer or breast cancer, they actually able to have normal sexual life and that's amazing for them. It changes their life. Uh, women who have vaginismus and have very painful intercourse, terrible pain and penetration, unable to have intercourse now and have intercourse after Botox injection. Uh, women who licked women, uh, urine when they jumped or ran, they stop leaking. They're happy, they're dry, they can run, they can jump on a trampoline with their kids. Mm. Uh, women who did not like the look of lab- their labia have look that they desire and they feel it changes their life because they're more comfortable, happier in general. Yes, this newfound confidence because when this department is not as it should be, it can take away from from one's confidence and the way you want to live. There's another question here about the impact of steroids. We often hear about uh, the effects of steroids on men, but what about women uh, when they work out and uh, they use steroids? Does it have an impact on the vagina at all? Uh, Well, it depends on quite a few factors Mm -hmm. Uh, and if the estrogen levels are decreased, the vagina will be dry and that will have impact, certainly. Steroids, testosterone, it will actually improve libido. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's all I can think of in terms of steroids. Yes, the effects of steroids. Natalia, I want to thank you. Very enlightening. Where can our listeners read up more on the work that you do and the services around the space of labiaplasty and vaginoplasty? They can look at my website, drnovikova.co.za or aestheticgynecologist.com. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Out in Cape Town, that's Dr. Natalia Novikova. Um, so drnovikova.co.za is her website.